The Lord be with you. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> um, real quickly, um, announcement I failed to make in the first service. I, I don't think I did. Um, pictures. We're going to do an update on our directory. It's a few years old. Um, so during the next three Sundays, I think that's right, um, Chris Colson's going to be taking pictures probably in the library annex area like he did last time. So please uh, get your picture taken. Even if you're one of those people like me that shies away from cameras for formal purposes, um, it's a great gift for each other. We'll try and rush this thing through since we already have the format in place. We just need to update addresses and phone numbers and pictures and add some people. And uh, hopefully we get that out the end of January, which would be really sweet for uh, Pastor McKay as he tries to learn everybody's name and face. I'm sure we'll all recognize him every Sunday, but he'll have a hard time putting names to us. I know. He's called me Tim. He's called me Tom. He's called me Jim. He's, no, I'm kidding. He, he calls me Jim. We're good. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's got four boys you got to learn names of. I think I know them, but not in order. Um, so anyway, on to Daniel. Um, let's open with prayer real quick. Lord God, Heavenly Father, as we await your second coming, your second advent, we wait with joy and hope, knowing our sins are forgiven, that we have been washed in your blood and are saved by nothing of our own but faith in you, which you give freely as a gift. Keep us ever mindful of this as we suffer in these last days, and keep us strong in our faith. In Jesus' name, amen. So, uh, Daniel 12, um, is our text for this Sunday. It's our sermon text. Um, it's, uh, I'm just going to read it a bit here. It says, At that time shall arise Michael, the great prince, who is charge of your people. And there shall be a, a time of trouble, such as never has been seen since there was a nation till that time. But at that time your people shall be delivered, everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Is that to be our fear? You know, shame and everlasting contempt. Uh, I mean, all, all flesh will rise. Um, those who have done good in the eyes of God and those who have done evil in the eyes of God, and um, good in the eyes of God is to have faith in Christ and nothing else. Um, good is not how we act, how we treat our neighbor, how the other things we do, but to have faith in Christ. And with faith in Christ, then we're free to do those good things God likes that are fruits, but they aren't judged for our salvation. They're examined and judged for our um, reward in heaven, if you will. So, um, judgment is for unbelievers, um, and they, you know, will receive that. Um, Daniel's given this vision of the future, uh, much like John's given Revelation, and 
you know, a glimpse of the things to come. And, and it's quite frightening uh, to think that, you know, every generation seems worse. Every generation thinks this will be the last. Um, and let's see, are there five generations, you know, that have been born since I was old enough? I only have one generation after me yet, and they don't have any kids. But, you know, if, if, you were, uh, if you're my age or 21 and what year was that? 81-ish or so. It's conceivable I could have grandkids. It's conceivable I could have great-grandkids, you know, in some family situations. So, you know, there are several generations there. Um, and everyone thinks they're going to be the last one because they see the, just the depravity of, of creation in the world. Um, so we're waiting for this end time, and we are in the end time. The end time began... Um, you know, when Christ came and began his ministry. That was the beginning of the end times. And it goes through now. So it's not, um, we should do this. I don't know when. See, if I had time, I would have done this for you, Lloyd. Because last Sunday, I think you were, he's going, <laughs> but last Sunday he was asking me about all this millennialism stuff, you know, and does Jesus come back, you know, and some believe he comes back and he rules for a thousand years, and, and some believe he comes back secretly and sort of takes people away, and some stay and planes fall out of the sky, and, you know, no. Um, when he comes back, it'll be glorious and fast, and everyone will know it. Um, it it's not going to be a hidden uh, arrival, if you will. So, but because of the difficulty, I guess, of in interpreting these prophecies, like I said in my sermon, the first 12 books, or first uh, six books of Daniel are, you know, historical in nature of the, of the uh, captivity that they went through in Daniel's times, and then the last six are this prophecy of the end times, and it's very story-like, picture-like, and kind of like Revelation, very hard to understand where, you know, gee, 144,000 are going to be saved. Well, mm, you know, no, Jehovah's Witnesses are wrong. It's going to be much more than that. It's just a number of, of completion and fullness. Um, and there are similar numbers in Daniel as well. Um, but the fact is, Christ comes and takes his church, his bride, um, to heaven, you know, to live gloriously before God. And the only way to be sure of that is to have faith in Christ, which is a gift given through baptism, through the Word, and strengthened and, and kept in the sacraments of uh, the altar and receiving the forgiveness of sins. So we look to those things for the sure hope of our salvation and not to what we do. Um, if we believe what the world says about us, that we're scoundrels, that we uh, lie, that we cheat, that we, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, we do. We're, we're not perfect people. Um, that's not what Christ has made us yet. He will make us perfect when he comes back. But right now, we only appear perfect and only to God, our Father, who sees Christ on us, as it were, and in us. And that is where our, our uh, justification comes from. So, that, I mean, that causes the world a great deal of strife, you know, when they 
here a Christian did this or someone did that. This whole thing in the Catholic Church with you know all the priests and and uh, that you know that goes on in the church just brings a black eye to Christendom, but it doesn't affect what Christ has done. What Christ has done is still fully powerful, fully there for all who believe. Um, so it doesn't detract from Christ. Um, so this great time of tribulation, the, it goes on after our reading from today and goes into the uh, oh, description of the desolation you know, at the end of times. But at the end it, it says, uh, it talks about days that this will be set up. And it lists about 1,300 days. But it, verse 12 says, Blessed is he who waits and arrives at the 1,335 days. Here again, figuratively, uh, but go your way till the end, and you shall rest and shall stand in your allotted place at the end of days. Um, the idea that, you know, we go on with faith in Christ knowing that we will rest, that, you know, we won't be brought up uh, in the resurrection to uh, fear and terror, but a place of rest. We just stand there, and there's God, glorious. And he says our name, and we hear it without fear. I, I, I mean, you know, this is contrary to everything in the Old Testament where everybody, you know, falls on their face and their knees, and they're scared to death, and they're going to die. But because of Christ, we'll be able to stand with no fear before God um, at the judgment seat. So um, in our places there at the end of days. Um, let's see. Something else marked back here. Yeah, if you, uh, to get a picture of that, we go back to All Saints Day, where we read from Revelation 7-9, it says, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to God who sits on the, thr on the throne and to the Lamb. Um, salvation doesn't belong to us. It's what God does for us, not us for ourselves. Um, the, uh, something just went through my head. Um, and all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Um, that's what our days will be before God. It's like a continual divine service before God, worshiping God. Um, I don't think... Our sinful natures can fully appreciate that because we're in the divine service now and we're thinking, well, back in the day we thought, you know, the roast is in the oven and I hope it doesn't burn before I get home and, you know, I should have turned the potatoes down and now we're thinking, come on, you know, you know people start stacking up at Cracker Barrel or wherever your favorite place is at 1130, you know, can we go, can we get this down the road? Um, we'll... You know, we, we won't stand in heaven going, when is this going to end? A, because it won't. And B, because we won't want it to. I mean, this, this, the, the total 
joy that we will have in heaven um, will just be so overwhelming. We won't worry about time and having it end. Um, so yeah, all these robed in white. And these are um, those that have been, that are now, that are still to come as we wait for the end times. Their, their names are already in the book, and um, God patiently waits. I think it was, uh, was it in Mark? Um, excuse me while I look back. Um, Maybe not. But it, it, I mean, God waits. The, the, the end times that we are in, he lets go on, contrary to what we think might be right. You know, this should be the last. But he lets it go on so that as many as possible can be saved and hear the word of God. We, he tells us that the word of God has to go out to the whole world. Um, you would think in 2,000 years plus, thereabouts, that would have happened, but evidently not. You know, evidently that has not been the case. And, and you know, um, I guess to hear the word impurity, too, you know, and not in some corrupt manner. Um, but there are probably places on this earth where it just hasn't gotten. And that's another thing that's probably hard for us to believe in the internet age where you know, we log into our phone and we drive in our car and we hook up the app and we can listen to issues, et cetera, while we're going down the highway or we can, you know, replay a pastor's sermon if you'd want to. Um, I'll, I'll give you an honest confession. I've never gone back and listened to one of my sermons. I, it would just be too frightening. Um, so there you go. But, but I will say, um, in defense of doing that, um, I, I would sit and listen to Pastor Feeney's sermons a second time, a third time, and it's like every time, it's like, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that the first time. You know, and I know they didn't change, but you know, there's just something new there every time, it seems. Um, or you think of it in a different way. It greets you in a different way that you hear it. Your life is in a different place or your thoughts are in a different place. Um, but God will wait until the appropriate time um, so that all he has in the book won't be lost. And, you know, we don't know that number. Um, this 2,000 years. It's, you know, man, to God, just nothing. It's just a, a flash of a light bulb. Um, and, and we can barely comprehend that. You know, I, I remember one time thinking, I just saw the speed of light. And I was sitting in my house in Carmel. It was dark, and the guy behind me, someone took a flash picture in the house. And out of the corner of my eye, it's like, I saw light, and there were a bunch of trees. And it hit this tree, this tree, this tree, this tree. It was like a wave. And I'm like, that was really weird. And I'd never seen it since. But it was like time just sort of, you know, it, it, and, and this light just sprayed. I don't know, but, um, but to God, you know, it's like, I mean, this, this, this idea of time is just, I, I, 
it'll be interesting to ask him, how do you see time? You know, because we think linearly and we think historically. And, and, I mean, it's hard enough to think that right now is, well, right now was now, but now it's, but yeah, now was, but no, now is. And then is, well, then is here, but now it's. I mean, it's just now is now. And the future is nothing. Because we don't know if it's going to get here for us. It's just, we don't know. Um, any one of us could just, and there's no future. It was just now, but now it's past. So we live in a very small moment. And to think Christ could come back in that moment anytime. Just boom. And, I mean, what better place would that be than to be right here, actually, over there, which isn't here, but in there, hearing God's word, being in the divine service, receiving the Lord's Supper, and then, boom, the sky opens and Christ comes back. Um, that, that would just be an amazing thing to have happen in that way. But that's as close as we get to it, to heaven right there as we receive God's true gifts and the true body and blood of Christ. Um, so he gives us these things as a promise so that we know and he doesn't hide them from us um, because he said, this is my body. So, um, what else? I feel like I'm rambling. Questions, thoughts? Um, okay, good. Save me. Mm-hmm. We would know a day, we would know planting, we don't harvest. He could make all those great parables about seeds and sowers, you know, so we would understand. What if time is like a different dimension, like the heavenly angels that watch over us or that protect us or that war against one another too? What if it's a whole different dimension and there really isn't anything that is like time that we think of as time? Yeah, I mean, God created time, like you say, you know, for our benefit. It's, it's this, we use the image of a, a, a brick sometimes. I know Pastor Feeney did, and I picked it up from him, but here's this brick that sort of represents everything we know about space, time, and us, and in that brick, there's a timeline where sometime there was a beginning, and boy, we're all trying to figure out when it was, so we can know when the start came, well, God tells us. And then at the end, where we don't know where that's going to be, but in time, that's what we know, and we're this little speck down inside this block that's time, and it's just such a short period of time, yet God sees everything just, I mean, is it like in a flash? I mean, he sees all things at once, um, irrespective of time, but he uses time to save us. You know, I mean, he sent Christ at the fullness of time, at the proper time where his word could be spread, where, you know, the, the, there was um, infrastructure in place that, you know, the, the gospel would be shared with other countries and when the, just, just everything to his purpose. And you could say the same thing about, you know, Martin Luther, that at the right time you put Martin Luther there as this monk to go, hey, the teaching is wrong. And the right people were there that heard, listened, protected, 
you know, everything else. So it's all in God's good timing. Um, but yeah, I don't, you know, when, I mean, heaven has no darkness. There is no day. It's all light. So it's not like, you know, we're going to live one day to the next, day to the next. No, it's one long eternal day. Um, and I say long, but that's because I think it's long. It could be high, wide, deep, mm-hmm, you know, inside, out, upside down. I don't know. But in joy, we'll be there with Christ um, and everything he has for us. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, this went quick. Um, what else? Next week, Thanksgiving. I'll be here, 10 o'clock. And uh, Sunday, the 25th, last Sunday of the church year. So from there, we go to the Violet Pyramids for Advent, which starts December 2nd. Advent services that week, uh, December 9th, we are still violet until 3 o'clock in the afternoon when the pyramids will be changed to red for installation of one Pastor McKay. And then after that, they'll go back to purple. So, um, and what, white for Thanksgiving? I'm looking at you, Debbie. Shake your head. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> Yeah, I think those are going up after church today. Um, it's, it's really just a marvelous time. And as, as the preacher, if you will, you know, to, I mean, how do you go from, okay, here's the end, and then we're given this beauty of the church year where, boom, now we're back at the beginning, and here's Advent. And now we're waiting for Christ to be born and to come as a child. And all the things, the angels, you know, declaring, you know, he's come. And, and um, we get to live that whole season of the church here in the life of Christ uh, before we go back into that long green season of just the church and our life here on earth while we wait. And here at the end, we think on how we wait and how will we survive. And the only way we survive is hearing God's word and receiving his sacraments and being in his church until the end, whenever that comes for us individually or collectively when the skies open and Christ comes back. Um, I say I'd like to see that. But it sounds like the dead will see it first because they're raised and then the rest are gathered up. So if you know someone's going on ahead of you, well, they're going on ahead of you, at least by a millisecond, if that's what time is, I don't know. But um, they're first. So, um, no other thoughts? Then I will leave us for fellowship. And we'll close with prayer. Lord God, Heavenly Father, the mysteries you give us of time and, and how we are in this creation that to you is, must seem just like a short blip our lives are like a, a, a vapor that just is there and gone. Yet you are, we are so important to you that you send your Son to suffer and redeem us and forgive our sins. We give thanks for this.
that as long as this life seems to us, the eternity of heaven will be endless and it'll be with joy with you and we await patiently these end times and ask that you keep us in this one true faith. Amen.